You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Quotations can bring your writing to life. The reader imagines someone is saying the words. But quotations are also vexing to format. Not only do you have to follow different rules depending on what other punctuation marks you mix with your quotation marks, but people in different countries also follow different rules. So you may see quotation marks handled differently in high-quality publications from different countries. And these aren't errors. They're just different styles. First, let's review the easy but rare stuff. Semicolons, colons, and dashes always go outside your closing quotation mark. Here's some examples. Bob snorted and said, quote, I don't believe in zombies, unquote. Dash, right before 30 of them emerged from the tunnel. Her favorite song was, quote, Gangnam Style, unquote. Semicolon. She spent weeks trying to learn the dance. Gangnam style is in quotation marks because it's the title of a song, and the two clauses are separated by a semicolon because they're related. And finally, she's saying her favorite line from, quote, I don't want to stop, unquote, colon, you're either in or in the way. Again, I don't want to stop is in quotation marks because it's the title of a song, and then it's followed by a colon because what comes after the colon defines what came before, her favorite line. Stepping up the ladder of quotation mark complexity, we find question marks and exclamation points. Where they go depends on your sentence. If the question mark or exclamation point is part of your quotation, it stays inside that closing quotation mark. But if the question mark or exclamation point are not part of the quotation, they go outside the closing quotation mark. In the next two examples, the terminal punctuation is part of the quotation, so it stays inside the final quotation mark. Reynolds asked, comma, quote, Can we have ice cream for dinner? Question mark. Close quote. Mom snapped and shouted, comma, open quotation mark, No, comma, we cannot have ice cream for dinner! Exclamation point. Close quotation mark. In both those examples, the things inside the quotation marks were either a question or an exclamation, and that's why those terminal punctuation marks stay inside the closing quotation mark. On the other hand, in these examples, the terminal punctuation is not part of the quotation. It applies to the whole sentence, so it goes outside the final quotation mark. Do you actually like, quote, Gangnam style, unquote, question mark? 
the whole thing is a question, so it goes outside the closing quotation mark. I can't believe you lied to me about the ending of, quote, the sixth sense, unquote, exclamation point. The most common question people ask about quotation marks is whether periods and commas go inside or outside. And the answer depends on where your audience lives, because in American English, we always put periods and commas inside quotation marks. But in British English, periods and commas can go inside or outside, kind of like the American rules we just talked about for question marks and exclamation points. I use this memory trick, inside the U.S., inside the quotation marks. Here are some examples. Quote, don't underestimate me, comma, she said with a disarmingly friendly smile. I can't wait for the next season of, quote, true blood, period, unquote. I can never remember how to spell, quote, bureaucracy, period, unquote. Don't get confused when you see this handled differently in The Economist or on the BBC website. Just remember that it's different in those publications because the British do it differently from Americans. The reason we have this difference is that compositors, people who lay out printed material with type, made the original rule that placed periods and commas inside quotation marks to protect the small metal pieces of type from breaking off the end of the sentence. The quotation marks somehow protected the commas and periods. In the early 1900s, it appears that the Fowler brothers, who wrote a famous British style guide called the King's English, began lobbying to make the rules more about logic and less about the mechanics of typesetting. They won the British battle, but Americans didn't adopt the change, and that's why we have different styles. People often ask if there are exceptions to this rule in American English. What if the thing in quotation marks is a title? What if it's a word being defined? Nope, those are not exceptions. The only exception I know of in American English is that sometimes in technical writing, when you're designating something that a user should type into a text box, it's important for readers to know whether the punctuation should be included in what they type. In those kind of situations, it's okay to break the traditional rules and put periods and commas outside the quotation marks if it makes your meaning clearer. However, although it's acceptable to break the rules, it's usually better to just use a different method than quotation marks to highlight your instructions. Boldface, italics, and colored fonts all work for highlighting text. And often, I find that the best way is to just put the instructions on a separate line. Another British-American difference is how we use single quotation marks and double quotation marks. The British use single quotation marks far more often than Americans. In America, we use double quotation marks in nearly all cases, and we reserve single quotation marks if we need to place a quotation within another quotation. Here's an example. The defendant testified as follows, colon, double quotation mark. I heard George say, comma, single quotation mark, hide the files from Delia, period, close single quotation mark, close double quotation mark. When the single quotation mark and double quotation mark fall next to each other, as sometimes happens when you have a quotation within a quotation, you can improve readability by putting a space between the two marks. 
Professional print typesetters use something called a thin space, which is thinner than a standard space. I'm not sure how to make them in word processing programs, but there are HTML codes to make them if you're using HTML. The HTML code for a thin space is ampersand, hashtag, 8201, semicolon. So those are the ways you combine quotation marks with other punctuation marks. Semicolons, colons, and dashes always go outside the closing quotation mark. In American English, periods and commas always go inside the closing quotation mark. And finally, question marks and exclamation points require you to think a little bit more about the sentence to determine where they go. This podcast originally appeared as an article I wrote for Office Pro magazine. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl and the creator of the game Grammar Pop. You can find all my Grammar Girl articles at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries. So you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart? every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.